Welcome to the Talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell. Always great to have you with us every weekend here. And, um, you know, as I've mentioned in the past uh, couple of weeks, I'm, I've gone, gone away from our typical format because of everything that's going on. And I have decided just to talk to people that I want to talk to that I think would be interesting to talk to. And um, for those of you that don't know, um, one of the neat things that I get to do in in life is uh, public address announcing, and for the past two seasons, I've been able, uh, I've had the honor of doing that for Southeast Missouri State women's basketball, and uh, I have been uh, so excited about this past season uh, from the get go. It was just great, and we saw some great things happen with the CMO women's team, and it was great to experience those things the whole year. And so I thought, man, let's have Coach Rika Pat. Patterson on. She is the head coach of the Southeast Missouri State women's basketball team. And Coach Patterson, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Excited to talk about this wonderful season that we had and uh, this group of destiny that I feel like we were on. It was amazing season, and you know it's you know when when a team starts their season and you're watching those first few games, you're like, oh, you know that's that was pretty good, and then and then you, you kind of watch as the season goes along, and um, you know it was just a great um, season. Uh, all the you had some really great wins. You went down to beat an SEC team, Ole Miss, I think it was, and um, and and then you know to go in the tournament. How would you you, you kind of mentioned you know team of destiny? Is that kind of how you sum up this? season? Yes, with the way it ended at the conference tournament in Evansville and, you know, starting with that shot um, that TP hit, yeah, I felt like this group was destined to be OBC champs and what has been happening in um, athletics uh, at SEMO starting last season with softball's championship and the fall sports having their success, yeah, I felt like we were jumping on that bandwagon of, of winning championships. It was a pretty amazing, really, past, I guess, a uh, year and a half for Southeast Missouri State. You know, football's had a couple of great seasons. You mentioned softball, who probably would have had another one this year uh, with the way they were starting. Um, soccer, volleyball, and women's basketball. Man, just what a great year, year and a half it's been for Southeast Missouri State. Yes, a lot of great coaches, a lot of really great athletes um, that are very supportive of each other, both coaches and student-athletes, and so... Uh, we were excited to keep the trend going. Was there a point in the season, uh, you know, was there a game or some point in the season that you you just kind of were like, man, this this team, we, we may go far? Wow. You know, there were a couple of different moments where um, I felt this team was showcasing its true ability. Uh, and honestly, Arkansas State, one of our first games, um, I thought that was a really big win to go on the road and beat a team that we lose recruits, but we have lost recruits to, um, you know, go out there and, and do what we were able to do. Uh, I thought that was a, like sort of a statement win for us, um, definitely for recruiting, and because, you know, some of our players wanted to be recruited by Arkansas State because of their tradition. I think, obviously, like you said, the win at Ole Miss, you know, to go to an SEC um, arena and win on their home floor, uh, that's always an impressive thing to do, and so those young ladies stepped out on the floor as the best team, and they showed it throughout that game. Um, you know, I think uh, UT Martin at home, because they've been so tough for us to, to get wins. Um, I thought that was another big win. And so, um, yeah, it was it was a lot of really special things that happened this season. 
I think one of the things that really kind of impressed me this season, and again, I've only got really two full seasons to, to go by, but one of the things that I saw this year um, in a lot of games where, you know, Kerry may not be having, Kerry Shepard may not be having the greatest game, or Tisia Thompson may not be having uh, the best game, there was someone stepping up to fill that void. Yes, we had a lot of depth, and that's my credit to the players and our coaches for developing it, developing those players throughout the season. Uh, but like you said, we didn't really rely on one person. Yes, Tisha was our leading scorer. Kerry was someone that we knew we needed um, to score. But, you know, you saw Taylor Pruitt. You saw Jocelyn Taylor, Jesse Harshberger. Um, and even, like, in the conference tournament, you saw Rochelle Scott, a freshman, really step up and have solid scoring nights for us. But this team had one healthy heartbeat, and that was a focus for us this season. And you could you could see it didn't matter who was leading us in scoring. As long as we were winning, that's what the team was all about. We were happy for each other. You mentioned some other players there, and you know it's it's kind of neat as as the announcer when I announce someone's name because I announce every time they hit the floor, I'm, I'm announcing their name, and there's always some type of crowd reaction. And a particular player this year that seemed to become. The uh, a fan favorite was Rose Scott. Like I, at near the end of the season, I I was listening. I would say her name, and there were a lot of fans that were excited to see her on the floor. She's kind of an exciting player, very aggressive on defense. And to be quite honest, if I was handling the ball and she came up to defend me, I would be afraid of her because she is so aggressive in um in her defense. Yes, another really talented player that our coaches did a great job of recruiting out of out of the state of Arkansas and convincing to, you know, join us, join our SEMO family and help us win championships. Um, she does play with great passion and tenacity, and she can definitely get after it. Um, you know, so Sophie Buzzard and Rochelle Scott were both young ladies that uh, were coming off really good high school careers. And so, you know, they came into a program where they were playing with and playing behind some talented players, and they could have pouted, but they didn't. They just figured out what their role was and accepted it and embraced it and fulfilled it for our team this season. So I'm really proud of them and their growth and excited to see what happens with them next season. As a coach, when you have, I mean, two players like like them um, coming into your to your program, and they're coming off great high school careers, more than likely, you know, they may might have been the best player on on that particular team, but now they're hitting the college level where everyone is a good player, uh, where they're again freshmen like they were back in high school. How do you? You know, bring them into the program. How do you uh, get them to realize what their roles are? That it may not be what it was in high school. It's going to be different on the college level. Like, tell us about that as as the coach. How do you transition them into that particular mindset? Well, you know, it starts in recruiting and trying to build a relationship with them and understanding their heart and what they are about. We know they're talented. We can see that on the floor, um, but it's really about a fit. Um, and so, you know, just talking to them about being a part of something bigger than themselves uh, and helping us win championships. Then the second part is leadership. I thought that our leaders this season, Carrie Shepard and Jesse Harshberger, did an amazing job of um, making every player feel um, valued and comfortable and um, okay with who they are and why they're here. And yes, we're competing on the floor, but uh, we're in this thing all together. When we when we go into games, it's SEMO versus our opponent. Um, so the leadership was great. And then, again, their, their heart for this program, their heart for the seniors, their heart to help 
this program win championships was great. So it was a great combination of some things. Started with them as an individual, the recruiting process, and then our leaders and our team just welcoming them, welcoming them into what we were doing. A couple of things before we go into the to the break that I, I kind of want to talk about it. And and first, uh, the the heart of this team was incredible this year. The fight that we saw in this team was incredible this year. I mean, we had some really exciting games at home to watch this year, and and, and that they won. Um, but heartbreaking was at the end of the season when you and the team have worked so hard and you win that OBC tournament championship, which gives you an automatic bid to the tournament. And then now that tournament is not going to happen because of all of the things going on with the pandemic. How difficult was that for you as the coach to go to your team and talk to them and and to tell them, hey, you know, we achieved a great goal this year, but there's one that we're not going to be able to because of what's happening today? You know, that was a very tough moment um, because they had worked so hard for the opportunity to go to the NCAA tournament and be in the dance and experience everything that that brings. Uh, You know, there are a lot of players that play their entire career and never have a chance to experience that. Our team chaplain had done a good job of reminding us of what our goal was this season, and our goal was to be OBC champs. Obviously, yes, we wanted to... Um, continue to play and, and dance and, and, and have hopefully some success in the NCAA tournament. But, you know, we have to be reminded to be grateful and thankful for things. And we are grateful and thankful that our NCAA, that our OBC tournament was a week before most pe- most conferences. And so we were able to play that out and be OBC champs and bring a championship back to this community. And while it was disappointing and I hated it for those seniors because that was the last time that they were going to, you know, wear a SEMO practice gear or SEMO uniform, but the way they performed this season as well as in Evansville is something that I hope that they will be proud of forever. Yeah, my heart was breaking for those seniors when when the word came out, and thinking of you guys uh, when everything happened and then the cancellation of the of the tournament. The other thing I want to talk about before the break, uh, real quickly, is about recruiting. You mentioned it a few times the importance of recruiting. Um, there's also a lot of difficulties in recruiting. Obviously, you're recruiting, and then every other university in the country is recruiting some of the some of these young ladies. What is it for you as a coach and a coaching staff that you're looking for in a recruit? Well, there's a couple of things that we really try to focus on outside of the talent, um, you know, the ability to put the ball in the hoop or the ability to make passes. Um, are you coachable? Like when you're with your high school coach or your AAU coach, do you take coaching well? Like if a coach asks you to do something, can you go do it? Uh, are you a good teammate? You know, do people enjoy playing with you? Um, do you think about others when you're playing the game? What happens? Um, you know, if somebody makes a mistake, one of your teammates makes a mistake, how do you respond to that? Another thing is how do you handle adversity? When you come to college, there's going to be a lot of adversity that you're, you're facing. Some of it we're going to put on you in practice to see how you're going to respond and to teach you how to respond. But sometimes if you've never dealt with adversity um, growing up, you may struggle in college because it's just going to be a lot of that. You know, we look at um, are you tough? Uh, if you're going to play in our program, the SEMO way, you got to play extremely hard, extremely tough, and together. And there's a toughness that we feel like we can't teach. You either have it or you don't. We can do drills, but, like, how competitive and tough are you? Those are things that we really look at in the recruiting process. 
Um, you know, we even look at how are you on your worst days, you know, like if there's a subject that you're not good at, what are you like in that class in comparison to that subject that you're really good at? Because we're going to see the good, the bad, and the ugly, and we just want to know as much information as possible. Because when you're coming into this program, you're coming into a group of people who um, are focused on trying to be their best selves, making sure they're doing what they're told, um, and thinking about the program, thinking about the program before they make decisions. In addition to being talented, uh, we're talking with the head coach of Southeast Missouri State University women's basketball, Rika Patterson. What a great season they had, and kind of talking about the players. And before the break, coach, you were talking about uh, recruiting, and obviously a part of that is is the parent part of that, getting to know the parents, them getting to know you, and uh, you know there are many parents out there who we you know want to see their kids excel in, in sports and maybe have that opportunity to go to the next level in, in college. What are some uh, things that you would tell a parent or some advice that you would give to parents who they and or their kid have that desire to go to that next level? Well, first thing is try to enjoy the experience. Um, I don't know what it's like to be a parent, but I know that four years goes by fast with our players. So I can only imagine, um, you know, kids, like, it, it goes by really fast. So try to enjoy it. Um, then figure out what your priorities are. I say take visits to campuses. You have an idea of what you think you might want, but you don't really know until you get on that campus and you get a feel for it. Um, and then figuring out your priorities and finding a fit, what's most important. It's sort of like house hunting. You have your wants and you have your needs and then you have your budget. And so figuring out how everything works with that, I think um, that's, that's a little bit of the recruiting process. Um, understand that it is a business, but we are in the business of people. And our job as coaches is to help our players become their best self. But we also have to, you know, find talented players that can help us win. So um, just having a good understanding of it, taking a lot of visits, seeing different campuses, seeing different styles, meeting different coaches, um, and doing everything you can to help your kids' dream come true uh, while also enjoying the experience. That would be my advice. You know, one of the things that we discovered, uh, our our son uh, runs uh, track and cross country for uh, Missouri Baptist. And one of the things that we discovered right off the bat is the coaches were telling us that we were talking to, hey, you know, this idea that you can get this full ride scholarship, you got to get that out of your head because uh, that doesn't always happen. Those are very unique players that uh, get those types of things. But a, a college essentially has X amount of dollars to spread out in their program. And so, uh, you know, it's one of the things that we learned that, you know, you won't necessarily get, you know, a full ride or even half. Uh, there's a lot of factors involved with that. And every sport is different. Like for us, we get 15 full scholarships, uh, but there are other sports that don't do full scholarships. And they do, like you talked about, with um, cross country or track. Um, so, yeah, understanding um, the climate of the sport that you're interested in, understanding how that business side of it works. Uh, and then again, it's like it's like when you walk into the house that you fall in love with that doesn't really make sometimes it doesn't make sense. You know, the same thing with recruiting. When you walk on that campus and you're in that arena or you're on the track or you're on the field and it feels good and you can see yourself there and what they're doing with their players and what they have in a vision for you, it all fits. It's not always about the name. It's not always about the size of the school or the conference they play in. It's about your priorities, the school's priorities, and do they fit together? You're, 
Well, one of the things that I, I love about sitting where I sit is all the things that I get to see and hear. <laughs> um, you know, and I, so I've gotten to watch you uh, over the past couple of years and how you coach and, and uh, you know, the way that you motivate your team and, and that sort of thing. How would you describe your coaching style? Um, I do coach hard, but in my time here, I've learned that uh, each of my players has a love language that I have to make sure I understand. And at the end of the day, I know my kids are trying their best. They're not trying to mess up. They're not. So speaking to them from that space, uh, I think helps them um, trying to get where they are, like understand where they are at that moment to get them where we need them to be. That part is important. Um, I do coach hard. I think I love hard. I think I'm a lot of fun, um, especially off the court. I'm a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know if they think I'm fun, but uh, they do laugh at me and put me on their Snapchats a lot, so I think that's a good thing. Uh, I don't but- know that the referees think that you love hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think this year uh, I'm a little bit better in that area. Um one of the things I started to think about with officials is they come to the arena with different things. And so they make mistakes like we all do. Sometimes we get it right. Sometimes we get it wrong. And I, it's, it's my belief that they are not trying to mess up like my players, but sometimes it happens. <laughs> well, <laughs> well it's, it is fun to watch, um, uh, you know, coaches, um, you know, their reactions to referees and, and things. And uh, it, I, I do know, at least I see, that even though there are some disagreements, you all do respect each other. And that's what's most important. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think in this world, you know, if I'm asking my players to try to, to, to part of what we do in our program is to be kind, love and respect those that are like us and those that are different. You know, officials and I, we may have a different opinion about a call or whatnot, but they're still human. They're still people, and we still have to be respectful. Um, and, yes, we the respect goes both ways. That I would not want to – I would never, ever, ever, ever want to be an official. I'll say that. <laughs> no. You couldn't pay me enough to be an official. No. <laughs> hey, let's talk about leadership. I know obviously there's your leadership, but – What's also important is leadership on the court from your players. How do you try to develop your players into being good leaders on the court? Well, part of our purpose, and I feel like my purpose as a head coach, is to impact and empower our young women to find their voice and know that their voice deserves to be heard. Um, So we we try to do that. But we also do a lot of uh, trainings with our leaders, we, we think they may know it all, but they, again, none of us do. So we try to just figure out, number one, what type of leader do they want to become? What are their goals in this position, in this role? And, and then work them with them through that. And when things come up, let's have conversations about how to deal with what we learned from the last time something like this came up or how is a better way to handle that situation. Um, those are things that we really try to do. So lots of communication. You got to put in the time with them so that they feel confident in their ability to lead. Um, and you got to continue to encourage and support their growth in their leadership role. And, and really, the important part of, of everything you said there was pouring in time to to your players, right? I mean, there, you, we can hope that people are, are great leaders, but in order to make sure that happens, we have to pour time into them. Yes, and that's something I learned in my five years here, you do have to 
put in the time. Like, yes, you think, oh, well, they're great at that. They're great at this. So they're, it's going to be easy for them to be a great leader. Uh, but they want to be liked as well, you know, and they don't want to mess up. And so sometimes when you're a leader, you have to say difficult things. And so just encouraging them through that, talking to them through that, making sure they know they're not alone in this, um, I think is really, really important. And so do you have standards or expectations that you're constantly kind of going back to with your players in, in that leadership role? Yes, in our leadership role as well as just being a part of this program. You know, the first thing we talk about is think about the program before you make decisions, whether that's when you get on the line and you got to make your time or hustling back on defense or, you know, any small thing or off the court, you know, making sure you're getting enough sleep, drinking enough water, making good decisions when you are just, you know, being a college kid. Uh, think about this program first. Next is work to become your best self. If this is not your best effort, then that's what the expectation is. Um, you know, another thing we talk about is doing what you're told. So it makes it simple. We try to keep that, keep it simple for them. So whenever we go to them, is this your best? And if they say no, then that's not okay. And if they say yes, this is our best, then you live with it. Um, and we work to figure out ways to help them improve. But whether it's the leaders or anyone on the team or anyone in the program, we keep it simple with our expectations and standards. And we refer to that often. Talking with Coach uh, Rika Patterson, she is the uh, head women's basketball coach for Southeast Missouri State University. And Coach, uh, always great to get to talk uh, with you. I've, you know, finally got to talk with you this year. Got to broadcast a game for the stations and and uh, get got to meet you. And so I really appreciate you coming on, on the show and and talking with us about the team and uh, about uh, leadership. And uh, can't wait till this next season. Got some great recruits coming in. Yes, thank you so much for the support and encouragement. We really appreciate that, um, and we are excited about our future. Well, we're definitely going to miss those seniors. They have uh, helped build this thing and left us champions, and we cannot wait for little pieces of them to show up in our returners next year. It's going to be a great season. We had a great season this year. Looking for the next season. If you haven't seen a SEMO women's game, you need to because they – Man, we had some great, great games this year and uh, some great, uh, great ladies and worked really hard and can't wait till next year. Coach, thanks again, and we'll see you uh, later on this year. Thank you. All right, Coach Rika Patterson with Southeast Missouri State University. If you missed today's interview just coming into the end of it, don't forget you can catch us on iTunes. Just search for the Talk of Sykeston. Again, thanks to Coach Patterson. Thanks for being with us on the Talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell.